Yo, it's a Saturday morning. Let's get this started. The best part of doing a podcast is ranting about, well, whatever I want. <clears throat> Someone will probably listen to it too. It might just be cathartic. I don't know. It's worth doing. Anyway, welcome to Red Leg Revolution, a show about community. I'm Senor Carlito Dubs, and this is a special episode. Why? Well, a couple reasons. One, I've had the script for our first regular episode written for a while. Uh, just been hitting scheduling difficulties, getting my first guest host and my producer set up. So it's coming. It, it is a real thing. This isn't just going to be me ranting for the entire show. There's a whole different format I'm looking forward to getting into. But honestly, I'm pissed off and I need a vent. So, let's talk about unemployment. Let's talk about how the USA responded to the ongoing pandemic. Let's talk about stimulus checks, extended benefits, and the alphabet soup of programs that ended last week. Let's talk about the incompetence of state governments, the lackadaisical approach to relief from the federal government, and why they let pandemic benefits run out. First off, let me tell you about the past two years for me, economically speaking. I was laid off in April 2020 from my job as a union commercial carpenter due to the company needing to reduce the workforce as well as the fact that I caught COVID twice from that work site. I caught COVID twice due to all the tradespeople just arbitrarily deciding it was a hoax and the general contractor refusing to take simple measures like getting us hand washing stations or sanitizer, let alone enforcing mask or social distance mandates. So when they began to lay people off, I was happy to go. The extended UI benefits had started and I would literally be making the same at home without catching COVID. It didn't matter if I wanted to work anyway since all commercial building projects stopped cold and even the company guys in the union were getting two checks. In the union, you get two checks when you get laid off. So I did what I was supposed to do and filed for unemployment. I initially filed my claim through the state of Kansas. Well, actually reactivated my claim since I'm a carpenter and I'm frequently laid off. In the past, I had no issues getting my benefits filed, claimed, and paid, and I anticipated there wouldn't be any issue this time around. Oh, my sweet summer child. First off, my previous employer had paid my benefits to the state of Missouri where I did not reside. This caused a two-week delay in getting my initial claims processed. After sending in some paperwork, which cost my broke ass to print, package, and send because their online department wasn't functioning, this will become a theme, I finally got my first payout. For the first few months, things actually functioned for me after that snag. I got my payments, my child support was properly deducted, and I filed my claims. In August 2020, that all stopped. Suddenly, there were issues with my claims. Payments stopped. The lost wage assistance program paid out sporadically, and they still didn't pay out my regular claim. I got two lump sum payments that didn't even pay me all I was owed, and months after I claimed them. Also, they arbitrarily stopped paying my child support in September while they weren't paying me either, so my kids went without and my child support debt skyrocketed to where they suspended my license. Months. This will also be a theme. So by the time I finally got paid, I was already financially fucked. My credit went to further shit, my late fees piled up, and I went even deeper into debt with my friends, family, and comrades. Apparently, bill collectors don't want to hear, well, I don't know when you'll be paid, but it will be as soon as I do. And when I finally got those lump sums, I lost a large portion to paying interest and fees. 
it would have been just enough to keep me afloat had the benefits been paid in a timely manner, but by the time it actually paid out, it was too little, too late. When they extended benefits the second time, I did as I was told. I refiled in January 2021 and claimed my weeks, but no payments were sent despite the, those claims being approved. I tried to call the call center and spent hours on the automated line just trying to get a representative to answer my questions. When I finally did in early February, I was told I was ineligible because I could still file regular unemployment in Missouri due to the fact I worked for two days for a company there. I did what I was told and called the Missouri Department of Labor. I spoke to a representative that got my claim filed and filed my back weeks for the year. Five weeks of payment with the extended benefits, something like almost three grand. I was told the regular benefits would start immediately, but I'd have to wait for, uh, but I'd have to wait a month for the back pay. That was over six months ago. On another note, by forcing me to file through Missouri, I lost $150 a week because the maximum weekly benefit in Missouri is that much less than Kansas. Multiply that by 25 weeks, how long I was on Missouri unemployment, and it comes to $3,750 total. Just by refusing me benefits in the state, I do 99% of the work. Again, they sent me to Missouri unemployment for two days of unemployment or for two days of employment that were taxable under unemployment. There was no logical reason to do so. It was just a way to not pay me the monies owed through the state of Kansas. America. Anyway, they did start paying out my weekly benefit and my child support, so there was that. After the support deduction, I got a whopping $320 a week from both UI and the federal programs. I average about $600 a week through Kansas with the federal add-on. For comparison, I usually make between $500 and $800 a week when I'm working. I accepted this and was thankful for it. I had friends that were eligible but denied, friends that had been approved but never saw a red cent, and friends that were exposing themselves to the virus and getting paid less than that. I figured I was lucky in a way and didn't pursue the money they owed me, figuring that Missouri had its shit together better than Kansas. Oh, guess I was wrong. I got lucky and managed to find a short-term gig renovating a house with my friend's company, and I jumped at the opportunity. <clears throat> I worked for eight weeks and stopped filing my claims. When the job ended and I got laid off, I decided to pursue my back pay, which I still hadn't received. In the middle of July, I called and inquired as to what the holdup was. I was walked through the process with an agent, but he couldn't figure out why my claims hadn't been paid despite being approved. He approved them again and said it should take about a month, which sucked since I needed the money then, but okay, whatever. I, I can probably float a month, right? Well, a month came and went. No payout. So I called them again. This time I had to call a dozen times as the first operators hung up on me Two more operators rerouted me to departments that had nothing to do with unemployment, and another two put me on hold for 20 minutes before hanging up the phone. I finally managed to get a hold of a supervisor who put in a work ticket. Two weeks later, no pay, so I called again. After going through 10 calls with the same bullshit of misdirecting and dropping my calls, I got to another supervisor. She stuck with me every step of the process as she attempted to find the snag. By then I'd been laid off and she assumed they didn't process my, pay my payment from January because my claim wasn't active when I returned to work in late May. I'm confused as to how they had like three months with an active claim and didn't pay it out, but whatever. 
She attempted to expedite it again, but warned me it would be a month or so from then. The extended benefits ended in Missouri in early June. Thanks, Mike Parsons. The governor of Missouri, like so many other governors, refused the federal payout as soon as he could. So my weekly benefit dropped again to $180 since there were no attached federal programs. Meanwhile, Kansas still had these programs under a Democratic governor. So that's another $400 a week I should have been getting. I collected my benefits for a few weeks, but only a few weeks, since the Biden administration and the democratically controlled Congress let the extended UI lapse. And we'll talk about that in a bit. Today, in mid-September, when I wrote this, I called them again. The first representative I talked to said there was a questionnaire I was supposed to fill out, which no one told me about during my multiple calls to their bureau. She then proceeded to berate me for not checking my correspondence tab on the website and filling out this form. I did check my correspondence tab and this form was never there. There's literally no form that I hadn't seen and addressed. Before she addressed me down, she informed me I was still going to have to wait for someone to process my claim. It's been over six months of this, six months of waiting for the Missouri Department of Labor to do their job. So, that's how the American Rescue Plan didn't rescue me. And I'm not the only one either. I've heard too many horror stories from other Americans regarding how the one-two punch of the pandemic and the incompetence of their State Department of Labor has completely screwed up their lives. How did we get here? Let's take a quick break for our ads and then we'll discuss it. This is Red Leg Revolution. We'll be right back. Deep in the swamps of Florida, Honey, is that a new plant? He dwells, waiting. Where did those seeds come from, honey? Silently. Oh my God, what is that thing? Sending seeds and stickers across the country. Ah! And spreading solidarity. Have you lost your mind, honey? We can't move to a sustainable commune in upstate New York. What's wrong with you lately? There's no stopping him. The mighty skunk ape is on Facebook and he's on a mission. Anarchy! No! Coming to a post office box near you, the Skunk Ape Liberation Union. Capitalism sucks, but Revolution Records, Kansas City's old-school record and bookstore, is part of my community. When I'm in Kansas City and need a book or a copy of a local band's album, I go to Revolution Records. Revolution has a great selection of posters, books, records, tapes, and zines. Plus, they repair music and sound gear. That's pretty dope. Most importantly, Revolution Records is part of the community beyond being a small business. The staff does a great job maintaining an inclusive, accepting, and respectful atmosphere, and they also are active in making Kansas City a better place. Community fundraisers, concerts, workshops, events, and meetings all have taken place at Revolution Records, and that's just the stuff I was involved in. So next time you need a new record to spin or your speaker breaks, go check out Revolution Records, located at 1830 Locust Street, Kansas City, Missouri, or at revolutionrecordskc.com. How do y'all like those ads? Those are all homebrewed for groups I endorse, businesses I endorse. Um, definitely check them out. So anyway, how did we get here? 
Despite my problems with the state of Missouri currently, I'm going to focus on the state of Kansas because, as we established, I've lost a lot of money thanks to the ineptitude of the Kansas Department of Labor. Plus, I drew more through Kansas for almost a year and I'm more familiar with their system. It needs to be established that the issues with the Kansas Department of Labor starts with Republicans. There's a lot of back and forth regarding the antiquated unemployment system here, but I ain't got time for all that, so let's start with one word. And I'm sure if you're from Kansas and listening to this podcast, it'll send a shiver down your spine. Brownback. Ah, yes, Sam Brownback, the architect for what America went through the past four years. I'm not kidding. The type of economic policies that 45 enacted were pretty much the same that Brownback pioneered in his tenure as Kansas governor. In 2015, Brownback and his cronies in the Kansas legislature changed the unemployment laws in Kansas. One of the changes had a direct... One of the changes had a direct reflection to the incompetence we see today. From the Topeka Capital Journal, May 18, 2015. Concerns were also raised that the legislation could cause the state to lose millions in federal un- unemployment funds because of the changes to the merit system for workers who administer unemployment insurance. Beyond the changes to allow those who administer the system to be active in partisan politics, the core of the legislation is designed to lessen the burden on businesses who have to pay into the Unemployment Insurance Trust Fund. Let's talk about the Kansas Unemployment Insurance Trust Fund from the 2019 Kansas Legislator Handbook. The Kansas Unemployment The Kansas Unemployment Insurance Trust Fund was created in 1937 as the state counterpart to the Federal Unemployment Insurance Trust Fund. The UI Trust Fund provides income stability for Kansas citizens during times of economic difficulty while stimulating economic activity. UI is a federal federal program managed by the state. Changes to employment security law cannot take effect until approved by the United States Department of Labor. The legislature has modified the provisions of the Kansas Employment Security Law several times over the past two decades. State fund contributions to the UI Trust Fund are made by Kansas employers. So it appears to me that Kansas UI Fund has been depleted due to Brownback's tax cuts and subsequent law changes regarding employers paying into it. Coupled with removing the merit threshold, all that was needed was a cataclysmic event that caused everyone to become suddenly jobless for shit to hit the fan. Something like, I don't know, global pandemic, Americans dying left and right, perfect storm. I also seem to remember Kansas Democrats trying to allocate funds like seven or eight years ago to upgrade their antiquated computer system, and the Republicans shooting that down. Between that and the reduced funds coming in from employers, it's no wonder that the Kansas Department of Labor is a clusterfuck. The issues facing claimants stem from these poor policy choices. The hold times, the inability to speak to a representative, the inefficiency of the process, and the fact the website is down more often than not definitely exacerbates things. These are deliberate effects. This is literally what the Republicans wanted, because Republicans want to get rid of unemployment insurance. The more inefficient it is, the more they can argue that it's useless and they can get rid of it. The lack of proper funding, competent staff, and an upgraded system caused the state of Kansas to pay out $700 million to fraudulent claims. I suspect that number is a lot lower since they basically called a bunch of legitimate claims fraudulent in order to not pay them, and a lot of those folks still haven't been able to clear it, but still, they lost a lot of money to fraud due to a lack of oversight.
from KSN.com. The Kansas Legislative Division of Post Audit LPA released the final series of estimates on state unemployment fraud on Monday. The estimates are the second part of an extensive audit on the state unemployment system, showing an estimated 700 million loss to fraudsters during the pandemic. About half, so 343 million, came from federal unemployment benefits, and about half, about 344 million, came from state unemployment funds, said State Auditor Matt Edsel. I've heard conjecture that they paid out too many fraudulent claims and began to kick off legitimate people since they exhausted their funds. It's conjecture, but it tracks. Like I said a minute ago, that's not even a true number. At this point, the DOL needs a scapegoat, and fraudsters are as good as any. After all, you can't exactly blame them if it was the evil purveyor of fraud, right? In any case, I would seriously take anything from this audit with a whole shaker of salt, as it's basically them covering their own asses. It's the equivalent of cops doing an internal investigation after an extrajudicial killing. Sure, it sounds nice, but you know they're not going to find any fault with the officer, or themselves. Thanks to the fraud, we got horrible system upgrades that should have happened years ago, instead of beta testing them as people fell behind on bills left and right. They introduced a two-factor identification system that was hastily cobbled together. From Rebecca Chung at KSNT.com on February 2nd, 2021. New security updates to the Kansas Department of Labor system are leaving many Kansans confused about how to log in, and when they do, some people are receiving error messages preventing them from filing claims. KDAL said its website would require credit history questions, as well as setting up two-factor authentication after the upgrade to prevent unemployment fraud as thousands of state residents file claims. Multiple people called KSNT News and said their passwords on the unemployment website, getkansasbenefits.gov, wouldn't work to get back on the site and access the identity verification questions. We believe those having issues are due to unfamiliarity with two-factor authentication, Jerry Grasso said, a spokesman for the department. However, Ben Northam and a number of others received a message that noted a system error. We asked the department why people were receiving this error message, and they declined to address the question, providing information on the number of claimants accessing the system for Tuesday. Like Michael Ben Northam, the guy they're talking about in that article, I received the same message when I tried to utilize their new system. Further, dude, I run a meme page on Facebook, I do all my banking online, I dabble in crypto here and there. I am intimately familiar with a two-factor identification system. In my case, for sure, it wasn't user error, it was system error, which is probably why it said system error when I tried to log in. I was finally able to log in a few days after the update, but only on Safari and only on my computer. And even then, it took me 20 minutes to do something that should have taken one. Anyway, it's the double talk and victim blaming that consistently came from the department that really pisses me off. Like, don't gaslight me. Don't gaslight us. I know the Mandela effect is real, but this isn't a case of it. The unemployed of Kansas have been lied to over and over, from Governor Kelly all the way down the line to the inept claims representatives taking my call. And Missouri is not any better. Now it doesn't matter. Uncle Joe, Aunt Nancy, and the rest of their congressional family threw us under the bus for the sake of the economy. They didn't extend benefits, even as the Delta variant of COVID is filling up hospitals to capacity, and every kid under 12 is still unvaccinated. We can't waste the political capital, I assume, 
if I'm being generous, and I don't know why I would be generous. The truth is, they're as bad as Republicans at trying to force us to take low-wage jobs again. Rather than raise the minimum wage, they'd give us another set of choices. Go back to work or starve. And given the COVID situation in America, either one is a death sentence. Half the population refuses to get vaccinated, which is allowing COVID to mutate as well as preventing any real type of herd immunity. The Biden administration eased restrictions despite this. It's a cynical ploy. Most of the people dying from COVID now are right-wing voters, so he's literally killing the opposition. Good politics, bad morality. And we pretend like he's doing well on the COVID front. I got blackmailed in the voting form because of COVID. And big surprise, he let me down. I shouldn't be surprised. He's just another corporate douche nozzle Democrat, but like, damn man, at least pretend to care about the working class, the people who are literally facing the brunt of this pandemic and the horrible handling of it from the government, state and federal. From CNET.com. Meanwhile, various states have noted that the key thing holding back labor market recovery was not unemployment insurance, but individuals with safety concerns related to the coronavirus, as well as households struggling with family care responsibilities. Though this is still the COVID era, especially with the uptick in Delta variant cases, the White House does not plan to extend those benefits again. Look, I'm a perfect example of this. Commercial construction work is picked up again, and I could go get a job building targets and airports and stuff. But if I do, I won't get to see my kids. My nine-year-old is unvaccinated. And tradespeople generally lean right and not like center right, like right, right. Not all of them, but a large enough majority. A large enough majority that any job site without a vaccine requirement becomes basically a petri dish of COVID that gets union mandated breaks. So if I choose to go back to the world of commercial construction, I'm taking my daughter's life in my hands to do so. And even union pay isn't enough for me to take that gamble or miss the little time that I do have with my kids. Joe Biden cares about me exactly as much as his predecessor and his predecessor all the way down the line. They never care about us. You know who does care about me? My community. When all this was going on, I reached out a few times and was pleasantly surprised. Lawrence, Kansas Mutual Aid brought me a turkey box for Thanksgiving when UI wasn't paying and I couldn't buy Thanksgiving dinner for my kids. There was the comrade who sent me 100 for gas to pick up my kids when I didn't have the money to go get them in KC because unemployment wasn't paying. There was the comrade who sent me $20 for gas and smokes and then sent me 70 more because I could use it. There's the community gardens that got me fresh produce like the Sunrise Project here in Lawrence. There was the community pantries that got me day go dry goods. There were the homies who offered me side gigs. The list goes on. There was also Samantha. I'm lucky to have more than a girlfriend. I have a partner. On more than one occasion, she paid the bills because UI didn't pay me. She suffered along with me and picked up the burden when I dropped it. I'm lucky to have her and I realize this is a privilege that not everyone has to have an employed partner. I'm extremely grateful for her and I can't express enough how I was able to keep my shit together thanks to her. I couldn't have survived the last year without my community and I reckon you probably wouldn't have either. That's what's so cool about mutual aid. It can literally save lives. 
As shady as this whole experience with unemployment has been, at least my faith in my community was strengthened. That's a powerful feeling, especially as we head into even darker times with climate change, and it's one I intend to relish for as long as I can. Okay, I'm apparently running out of steam, so I think I'm going to call it. Outro music is a piece I made to keep myself sane, using samples from the Kansas Department of Labor phone line. It's rough, and I never really intended to promote it, but I think it's appropriate. So enjoy hold music. This is Red Leg Revolution. Catch us on Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor FM. I think we're on Apple Podcasts now, uh, so check that out. Basically, where you get your podcast, check it out. And if it's not there, let me know, and I will try to get it listed there. Uh, you want to follow our socials, engage with the program, or potentially be on the show, uh, check us out on YouTube and Facebook at Red Leg Revolution and Red Leg Pod on Twitter. All one word. Thanks for listening to me rant. I swear I recorded this in my studio and not a jacked up truck. Also, I don't own a single pair of vocals. That being said, remember, our only hope is each other. Peace. And fuck Mike Parsons.